the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with two of my favorite people. Uh, We have Lynette Higuera with us, who is the senior program manager for all of our houses, all of the IM houses at Love Never Fails. And we'll kind of break down what that means. And we have Ilani Laurel, who is the services manager, uh, who is looking after all of the services that we are utilizing in all of our homes. Again, all of the I am homes, the women's homes, the men and and the children. So, uh, so grateful to have these two powerhouses here with me to talk about things that uh, we are doing in the way of providing safe housing for survivors of human trafficking and other vulnerable populations. So before I invite, um, you know, Glenn about why are they doing this work? You guys know I like to ask that question, like why this work? Why is this important to you? I just want to give you a few stats. And those of you who are part of our newsletter probably saw that, you know, in April, we sent this out, uh, April being National Sexual Assault and Child Abuse Awareness Month. We thought it was important to highlight um, how prevalent, sadly, this, you know, child abuse and sexual assault is of children and um and of people, um, just thinking about um, youth, right? So according to the National Youth uh, Foster Youth Institute, there is an estimate estimate that 60% of the child sex trafficking, um, uh, those that are the victims that are trafficked, sex trafficked, have a history of involvement in the child welfare system. So there's that, unfortunately, that vulnerability that exists when you are a foster child that is often preyed upon by an exploiter. And you might be wondering, well, you know, what are the things that we're talking about? Well, the things that exploiters really look at or they really prey upon are people who have a feeling of hopelessness or depression, children who have experienced trauma, children who have run away from their homes because of maybe stress in the home, uh, maybe a, a, a divorce, maybe, a, you know, a, a, a parent is sick. Um, these different kind of just natural things that ha- can happen in a family have a have a huge impact to the mental health of young adults also that are sent out of foster care at the age of 18 are highly susceptible. And we're actually going to be talking about um, one of the ways that we're solving for that um, a little bit later. And then, of course, you know, if you're LGBTQ plus and your family has um, ostracized you, so, you know, disowned you, that makes you extremely susceptible to being trafficked and being homeless and and all of the violence that comes along with that. And so there is um, just this variety of horrible circumstances that often lead someone to being vulnerable to trafficking and uh, and or trafficked. And so that's why we're poking our nose into this area. And uh, um, and we've kind of made our first foray. Well, 
really we've been we've been housing women with their children for six years now. And we've housed almost I think almost 200 now uh, women and children uh, over the last six years. And um, I want to come to you, Lynette, and uh, women and children and men as well. Um, and uh, and I want to come to you and just ask you, Lynette, um, you know, you've been in your role. Well, you've been working in the house for, is it three, four years? How long has it been? Almost four years. In November, it'll be four years. Whoa, that's so crazy. I mean, it just feels like, well, is it maybe it feels like a long time to you. It's probably been real hard. (laughs) (laughs) So but it feels like such a short while because everything we're always innovating and thinking of the next thing. Has the time passed for you quickly or has it been long and hard? (laughs) It has not. It really hasn't felt like it's been four years. It yeah. has, it, has it been hard? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I but always it tell people. Like it's been four no, years. it doesn't. And, and it's it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is is to do residential care. You? How about you? Is it? Uh, I I'm with you. Yes. Yes. And I've raised a lot of kids, and doing residential care for traumatized people is no joke, right? No joke. It, it it's hard. Yeah. So tell us, you know, like what, what, what was your reason, you know, that you decided to live La Vida Loca? I mean, what what was it? What was it? (laughs) So, you know, um, I've been in the, I was a pharmacy technician for over 25 years. And just during that time, just praying to the Lord, you know, what's next for me? You know, I want to do something that's kingdom minded. Um, and love never fails. Mm, yeah. Love never fails. Yeah. And yeah. I always say, you know, it was, you know, the Lord just pushing me into my calling mm. to be able to work with survivors of human trafficking. And mm-hmm. I'm a survivor of, of domestic violence mm-hmm. um, and, and quite a few other things. So, yeah. So you can relate. I can relate. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's like to need safety to need support, to need to know that you're, you have value, that you're loved. And, um, and that's, I think that's the core, you know, a lot of time people go, well, what do you do? What do you do? You know? And I just go back to the very beginning. I just love them. That's Mm it. It's that simple. If you just bring that as your foundational principle, it tends to lead the way. Wouldn't you say Lynette? I I fully agree. Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Which is hard to do, you know. So I want to. I want to. I want to invite Ilani in here because I want to ask her the same question and see. I want to see her her, her answer because Ilani can. You know, Ilani can be strict sometimes, huh? She gets strict. So Ilani, why do you do what you do? I honestly kind of just fell into it, and then I've <laughs> been doing it ever since. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been the same amount of time for you too, huh? Yeah, so four years. Um, I was originally working as a medical assistant. I actually interviewed for a job with Love Never Fails and I didn't get it. Um, But I still decided to quit. And the same day I quit, Vanessa called me and was like, hey, I have a different position for you. Do you want it? And I was like, sure. So it was really just kind of a whirlwind of events and I fell into it. And you were, if I recall correctly, it's kind of interesting. I didn't plan it like this, but you were, you have a degree in psychology. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here you had this interest, early interest in psychology, uh, but then had gone in the medical field and same with Lynette, you know, in the, you know, in the medical field. And so, you know, caring for people, right. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the idea. So, um, what did you know? Just so we're going to go to a break in a minute. But what was your you know first year in? Were you just like what in the what? Yes, I was like what in the what did I just do? <laughs> My days were so predictable. Um, you know, with appointments and just seeing patients back to back, I knew what to expect. Um, and then when kind of moving into a residential care facility, every day was different. Every yeah. day a new crisis or something else was popping off, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't know what to do. yeah. Yeah. 
And I think at your when you first started, we hadn't fully defined how we were going to coordinate case management with service management. And we hadn't like fully developed those two roles from what I recall. Right. Right. I was wearing a lot of different hats. Yeah. Stepping in where I could. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to we're going to take a quick break. But I, I think it's important for just the listening audience to hear um, that it, it really does take a village of different people with different skills to wrap the right kind of services around the the folks that we're supporting. And I want to say, you know, supporting a pregnant mom is different than supporting someone who's never had children, which is different than supporting a man or uh, somebody who's, um, you know, um, has different types of needs. Let's say somebody who's LGBTQ plus, somebody who's a different ethnic background, different languages, you know, some people who are documented, some people are not, you know, all of those things create an interesting, we'll call it interesting, a very interesting challenge. Um, but uh, I want to emphasize with love, everything is possible. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about each of the homes that we have and the kinds of things that we've learned along the way as we've cared for the folks that we've been caring for. And then then we're going to talk about our new home that's coming on very soon. And uh, we're really excited about that and getting prepared um, and wanted the listening audience to hear more about that. So we're going to take a quick break and we will come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Lynette Higuera and with Ilani Laurel. They are uh, members of our senior leadership team looking after our homes in, um, in at Love Never Fails, our I Am Houses. And, and I want to talk a little bit, um, Lynette, maybe we can just touch in and talk a little bit our, about our I Am Houses of restoration for women and children or single women or women that are pregnant. Um, just so you all have the backstory here, we decided to open up our women's home. And this is kind of hard to hear. So trigger warning. Uh, we started to open up our women's home uh, six years ago after we were providing some remote services to some 21 year old young ladies, um, one of which who was n- nearly you know, ready to give birth. She was nine or 10 months pregnant. And then her friend who had a five month old baby and they were both trafficked. uh, They were both CSEC. And, and it was a Friday afternoon. And I still remember, you know, Lynette and, and, and uh, Ilani were not yet with our organization. And I still remember to this day, I had been working with these girls, well, with one of the girls who was pregnant and then it was her friend. And I had been working with them for a while and I didn't have any housing, you know, so I relied on shelters and I relied on places, you know, hotel vouchers and and we didn't have budget, you know, really any kind of budget to be able to help with like that kind of stuff. And and um, I remember talking to them and um, they were home. They had nowhere to go for the weekend and they were trying to find somewhere to go. 
And we called around and all the vouchers had been given out and they were basically going to have to sleep on benches for the weekend. Well, one of them called me and said, oh, we found somewhere to go. And I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, we'll keep working on some long term housing for you. And the Wednesday, I think it was the following week, I got a call from the young lady who was pregnant and said, my friend, my friend and I, you know, we're staying at somebody's house and one of the people dropped her baby and the baby died. And that was five month old baby. And, you know, I was just it was just set me on fire. I was just mad and angry and upset and crying. And just I was just all over the place with my emotions. And I just said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to keep calling every all around different places, trying to get these vulnerable people into houses. If there's anything I can do about it. And I just began to pray and I like a angry prayer. I was mad, you know, and let me tell you within seven weeks of when I decided that um, we were going to open a home within seven weeks, we had uh, the home opened and we had received you know, $75,000 from some, some woman that I, I didn't even know. She wrote me a check, personal check for $75,000. We found a place that um, I still remember the leader, Maggie, uh, Maddie Green from uh, Allen Temple Street Disciples said, there's this place. And I, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but you need to apply for this grant. And here's this place. And you need to go talk to the manager. And I went and talked to the manager. Uh, and he said, I don't know why I'm giving you this place for, he gave me a $24,000 discount per year on that house. And it was pristine, brand new house, never been lived in, five bedroom house, huge, um, four, I think five bathroom, five bedroom, beautiful location, nestled in a, a mountain, tucked away from society. It was a perfect place. And um, yeah, that was our first home. And the day we opened, we were filled to the max with children and women. And we have never looked back since then. We have been filled, you know, now we have two homes. Um, we have 17 beds for women and children. And um, Lynette, you know, so so tell me, that's our lineage, right? So today we look around, what are the kinds of things that one might be doing in our programming on any given day? So they have domestic violence classes. They also have a class called safe relationships or healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. um, they also have even I am fit where they can get out of the house, go exercise, go take hikes. Mm -hmm. They have Arma Care where um, they do quite a bit of art projects, mm -hmm. um, you know, which helps with their healing process. Um, they also work with a life coach that mm -hmm. gives them hope for their future that they can dream again and, you know, have, have visions and have goals for their future. Mm. Um, what else do they have? They have relapse prevention classes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. And would you say, you know, when the women come in, are they coming, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions I know the answer to, but the listening audience doesn't know. So tell them, do people come in right off the street? Uh, yes, they do. They come right off the street. And so how does that look? Like they come in and they're ready to do all these classes or how does it work? Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it really varies, obviously, from woman to woman. But some of them that do come off the street, um, they don't trust us. So, you know, they come in with, with an attitude um, and or some come in, you know, violent. Um, we get disrespected quite often. Uh, we get threatened quite often. Um, so that's what makes the work difficult, rewarding, but difficult. Yeah. And how do you keep yourself well in the midst of that? Prayer. Yes. yes. Prayer. And you do other things. You get massages. Yes. Self -care you, you do self-care. You eat. You focus on healthy eating. Um, you dance. You're a dancer, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, 
all of these things work together, right? And 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 it's you know, I know that's why you've been able to stay in this for four years. Um, just so you all know, right? This is important for you, Lynette and Ilani to know. OPD recommends that their leadership anticipate that everyone will leave within four years of being a uh, an officer assigned to human trafficking cases. Four years. Because the things that they see are so horrific. Now, we are seeing the inside of the belly. You know, like it's not it's not just I see you one Friday, you know, when you're getting um, when you're out on a corner and I pick you up and I bring you in the car, you know, and take you down the station. Um, and I have all the authority. I mean, yeah, you know, you, I might, that person might be fighting with them or something like that. So I'm not saying, I'm not making their job easy, but I'm just saying like, we have people in, we can't just be, you know, sit down, you know, we, we got to influence, we got to love, we got to deal with some of the insults and the, the, the mental health challenges and everything else and, and love anyway. Right. And then, and then, and then, and then, but then we get all the benefit of watching them blossom and just grow and just become these amazing people. So maybe that's, maybe that's how we keep going. Is that like, they say four years, what do you say? I mean, I could say a lifetime, but we yeah. don't have a lifetime, but yeah. I know I'll be doing this work until well into my mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I love, I love it. I love this work. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine not being every time I think I'm done with this place. I'm out of here. <laughs> Ilani, what do you think? Ilani, I don't know. Ilani's like kind of she Ilani is in our IT biz classes, so she might be trying to go take over Google or something. Think I'm a lifetimer. I will say <laughs> I think it's more a season. Um, <laughs> but I can see how they can say four years, although I'm at my four year mark and I don't feel like, oh, I'm done with this. It's too hard. I think it's still rewarding. And so I still look forward to helping um, yeah. our children and you. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Well, we're going to come right back. We're going to talk a little bit more. I want to drill down on some of those services. Um, and um, I actually want to talk about a little bit of the differences between the different types of houses and the different types of services that seem to be um, kind of beneficial, depending on if you're working with youth or you're working with men or you're working with, you know, the women, like what, what, you know, what do you, what Ilani thinks about that and how things work or don't work? How do we evaluate whether things are working and not working? So when we come back, we'll hear a little bit from Ilani and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Lynette Higuera, who is the Senior Program Manager of our housing programs, and uh, Ilani Laurel, who is the Services Manager. And I um, wanted to just come over to you, Ilani. So we heard from Lynette about some of the programs that we have in the women's home. How do you go about... Um, you know, assembling programs for each of the homes. Um, What is the kind of the thinking? Why do we, why do we have the programs that we have in there? And how do you evaluate how they're going? Yeah. So it depends on each program, which kind of structure we operate in. We bring outside service providers into all of our homes. So for the men, the youth and the woman, Um, and Part of our mission is to protect, restore, and educate uh, survivors of human trafficking, domestic violence, and other vulnerable populations. So I think that that's really at the core of what we are trying to do when we're assembling different programming options for them. Um, And then in terms of how we monitor the success, we actually ask our program members. So um, we ask them to evaluate the services that we're providing and see, okay, do they feel like this is um, a value to them because this is their life, right? And so we're trying to move them towards independence as well as educating them and just kind of restoring them from their trauma. And so if we aren't evaluating the services that we're offering, then we're doing a disservice to them. Mm-hmm. And so do we, have we ever had a time where there was a service just, just wasn't working for someone and we had to like let it go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually, when I first started, we were kind of doing a completely different service provider track, you can say. So we were kind of doing a more one size fits all. Um, mm-hmm. And we found that that was not working. And so we completely restructured the way that we offer program programming in the houses. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember there were two things that um, the feedback that we got was one, I don't have enough personal time for myself. Mm -hmm. And so we had to reduce some of our programming to allow um, more for more personal processing and journaling and just downtime. We're like, okay, this is good feedback. So we made those adjustments. And then we also had some feedback that there was too much um, in which I've, you know, since then I've become a trauma professional and, you know, really learn more about trauma. But when I first started in this, um, I didn't know that um, doing the traditional um, counseling where it's like narrative based, where you're just kind of dredging up all of your history and all the horrible things that happened to you actually is de- deregulating, right? It's it, it it's actually damaging to a person. It's not helpful. And so when you're dealing with people that are highly traumatized, it's better to deal with, ask them about here and now, like, how are they feeling today? What's on their mind today? How can I help you, you know, deal with um, some of like maybe sensations that you're experiencing, like in your body or shortness of breath or pain and, you know, somatic experiences and, or um, maybe recurring thoughts, different things that you might be anxieties, you fears you might be feeling, as opposed to really digging into. Well, tell me about the first time you know you were molested, and you know, and what happened, and what what color was he wearing, and what shoes was he wearing, and all of that, because that can just unravel a person. And that was what a lot of our programming was in the beginning, right? Because um, we, you know, we were following the cognitive behavioral therapy outline, right. And we were also um, weren't taking into account that these women are living together. And so when they go into groups, they don't necessarily want to share with their roommate kind of their trauma and then have to transition back into a living environment with them. And Mm. so we also kind of address that with more individualized or personalized uh, programming for our program members. Makes sense. A little bit more privacy, huh? Yeah. And even so we are, you know, we're a faith-based organization and we, we have, we offer prayer every morning, every night. Uh, we offer access to Bible study and church services, but people don't have to uh, participate in those activities should they decide not to. Right. So what are some of the things that people can do as an alternative? 
So we've had people do meditation, journaling. Um, we've had people just go on walks. We've mm-hmm. had people who have participated in different exercise classes like Krav Maga. Someone found that to be um, their medication and that was fine. So we're pretty flexible um, in that as long as they're doing something that kind of supports their mental health and overall healing. Their overall healing. Yeah. And we found that, you know, um, it's funny. Um, we had some people go, what do you mean? You don't force them to, you know, go to church or whatever. And I'm like, no, we want them to go because they want to go. Right. And so having that, um, that approach has been, you know, really, um, really beautiful to watch, you know, where people aren't feeling forced into anything and they can make their own decisions. And, uh, yeah, it's just been very empowering. So, um, Thinking a little bit, coming back to you, Lynette, um, thinking a little bit about like some of the memories that you have, you know, some of the, the, the I guess, breakthrough uh, cases or situations where you're like, whoa, look at that. Look at what happened there. Does anything come to your mind stories wise about any of the people that we've served? Yeah, there's quite a fit, uh, quite a bit. Um, just some of them, you know, going back to what I said, how they come in and they don't trust us and they're angry and, um, you know, the threats and the disrespect just to see that shift, mm-hmm. you know, where they just come up to you and say, you know what, I, I know that you care about me. Mm. and to see their tears well up in their eyes. And, mm. you know, they come to you and give you a hug and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like just that alone is like huge. Wow. It's huge. Wow. Because they've never felt that before. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, their traffickers, family, friends have told them, Yeah, I love you and care about you. But mm. you know, they, yeah, but like, that came at a price, huh? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Ilani, you've you've seen um people come and go. Some people come and go. How many times have people on average been in our program? Like, is it just one and done or how long do they stay? What do, I think that? on average right now, we are having women stay about six months, which is longer than we have had in the past. People do come and go. We do our best if someone leaves on, um, you know, kind of like amicable terms that they can come back into the program because we know that healing doesn't just happen once. And mm-hmm. so we really want to make sure that we're offering those wraparound services um, when they need them and when they're ready for, you know, moving towards healing and kind of trying to get their life to where they want it to be. Yeah. I, I notice it's kind of like either you stay for a year or longer or you stay for two days. It's kind of like it's there's not very much that's what it seems like. Like it's a it's a brief time where you're like, no, this isn't for me, or I need to get back to my dude or you know, my situation, or I'm staying for a very long time. Is that does that seem right to you? Yes. I think the first 30 days is the hardest for anyone in our program. And so that's yeah. why we've definitely seen people be like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And then they leave and then they come back and they have great success. Um, yeah. Hmm, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to take some time to shift over to this new program that we're looking to launch here in our next segment. So we'll come back and we'll be talking about our Tay transitional age youth home, otherwise known as our AB 12 home. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Love Number Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Lynette Hieda, who is our senior program manager over our I Am Houses for women, men, children, and um, and also our services manager, Ilani Laurel, and uh, just chatting about housing and just how important it is in the transformation that we've been able to see. So, you know, as I mentioned in the early data, Um, that there's a very high percentage of people that are in the foster care system or being um, aged out of the foster care system, which is 18 to 21. Now that's been extended to 21, but there's that age of 18 to 21 where it's kind of like, okay, you got a three-year notice. You got to get something together, right? And we've noticed that quite a few of the women that are coming into our women's home are of that age. Um, Ilani, I, I don't know if you were able to, we had talked about you, uh, pulling together some data around that percentage. Um, yeah, so currently of the women that we're serving, 62% have some sort of previous involvement in foster care. Whoa. I did not know that 62%. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of, we knew it was high, you know, but we didn't know how high, but so we just went ahead and, and said we want to open up an AB12 home so we can provide more housing for this vulnerable population. Um, you know, so that's, um, that is incredible. And, and, and oftentimes I, I'm guessing, um, Ilani, um, the average age of a woman that's in our home uh, is like maybe 30-ish, right? Somewhere around there or 28, maybe? Maybe like 28 okay. or 20s, yeah. So our goal, right, in doing this is, can we interrupt, can we give people back 10 years of their life? Can we give someone, instead of them being trafficked from 18 to 28 and coming into our home and their babies have been moved around in hotels and all these different places and witnessed their moms getting beaten up and everything else, can we get them into our AB12 home at 18 instead? And 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 empower them to become world leaders, right? Empower them to um, get into IT biz or get into like the JVS dental um, program or the Eden Hospital CNA program. Or I mean, we don't care where what professional program they go in, but we want them to live their best life. What, Lynette, I know you're passionate about this. What are your thoughts? And yeah, this is our new thing, right? Yes, and it's exciting for those that have been aged out of the foster care system. So, yes, absolutely, we can take them into the Tay House and get them all the resources that they need and um, just help them or continue to help them in, in their healing and their restoration. And what is your vision for this this home? I, you know, I know you're going to be doing so we'll be up to 39 beds when we after we open this home 39 beds folks this is crazy (laughs) i keep saying i don't want to open any more homes i don't want to look what keeps happening (laughs) what's your vision lynette just in in relation to the tail yeah where's it gonna work how's it gonna run So we are going to run it like we run the phase two house where it's a lot more independence, but there's still structure there. Mm -hmm. So they will have an option of, you know, working with they'll work with their case manager um, and choosing the classes that they they need. Yeah. And, you know, they will have a curfew. Mm -hmm. They will. um, um, We will have a live in house manager. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And all the activities and, oh, yeah. you know, like life coaching yeah. and all that stuff have access to all that. Yeah. But it won't be like mandatory like it is in our phase one home, um, because 
there are some legal reasons why we can't be as stringent uh, with the, you know, with this population as we would in our other homes, namely because they may not be trafficked, right? So they have different, they may be high risk for trafficking, but they may not be trafficked. Um, If somebody does, is trafficked, we probably would still put them in the safe house because again, we don't want exploiters showing up at our AB12 home hunting down, you know, a trafficked person. So that, you know, so the idea is people who are at risk versus actually being trafficked, right? So that's, if you're at risk, a little bit, we can be a little bit more um, kind of open with with it. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So very exciting. We're in the process of, you know, seeking our licensure uh, with uh, the county and the state. And so we hope to have that open in the July time frame. And so services wise, Ilani, is it going to be very similar services offered at in the AB 12 home? Yes. So the idea, like Lynette mentioned, it is a little bit more independent. So they're going to have less mandatory programming, although they will have access to it if they'd like. Mm -hmm. Um, But they'll be paired with their case manager, um, a cognitive therapist, as well as their case manager from the child welfare system. So they're going to have a lot of opportunities for different wraparound services that they have access to. Nice, 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 nice. And so... When we think about all of these homes, right, we didn't really talk about our youth home. We didn't talk about our men's home as much. Men are typically, we do have, we have had trafficked men in our home. We've had, um, but mostly the common thread is homeless men and their families, right? Um, and with our girls, uh, typically they're, they're trafficked or high risk for trafficking um, pre-foster care, right? It's a pro- foster care diversion program, right? For our ho- uh, housing program for our, our youth, our, our 13 to 17 year old. When you think about all of those services, um, uh, Ilani, um, are there, you know, different things um, that we need that we should share with the listening audience um, services wise that, you know, are coming to mind? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for the women's house, we are really in need of like clinical care. So maybe a cognitive therapist where the woman can meet um, individually, as well as some child care needs. We have working moms. And so we're really trying to fill that gap for them as well. Um, in terms of the youth house, I think we'd just like to get a few more services um, that kind of really excite the youth. We have some we have so some too. services that they're like, well, oh, I don't want to do this. And yeah. now they're teens. So we're trying to be accommodating while, you know, maintaining the fact that we are a program. And so we have structure. Yeah. Um, and then in the men's home, I think we would want more services that just kind of provide and center around community. Um, yeah. So that way they feel like they're engaged with their other program members. In the I home. think the men just want some food, huh? They just want somebody to come over so. and cook. I think that's what they think of a community event. Every time we have a Friday event at the, the CEC, the men come and they help us do some stuff. And then we have lunch and they're just like, as long as you give us bringing some good lunch. We're we're happy. I'm like, oh man, this is this is easy stuff here. <laughs> so well, good. So there you have it. And by the way, we are actually hiring our very first. Uh, thank thanks to the Regional um, Public Health Center in Contra Costa County, we received a grant from them recently, and we are going to be hiring our very first full time. Um, MFT or um, LCSW or ACSW, if, if there's an associate that has some kind of uh, um, supervisor that they can bring to bear, we are ready to hear from you. You can reach out to Jen, J-E-N-N at loveneverfailsus.com. Um, we are hiring immediately for that position as well as a mobile case manager. And that So if you have any clinical background or experience as a case manager or a counselor or social worker and you're looking for an opportunity, please reach out. We are hiring immediately. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about events that are going on in the community and ways you can plug in. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. 
To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We have just had a wonderful time. I want to thank Lynette and Ilani, uh, not only for joining me on the show, but for your four years of service uh, to those that we serve. You are so very appreciated. And um, I I hope that we'll have the opportunity to, uh, you know, serve together another four years or a little shorter, Ilani. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. But uh, no, really, it's been um, it's been a wonderful ride. And I hope that the people that we serve uh, know that they have some amazing women that are pouring into their lives. So thank you. And then we have so many uh, things going on in the community that we want to make sure and also opportunities to volunteer. So just in general, I wanted to give you guys a heads up that. We have relaunched our Mentors for Positive Change program, and we're welcoming you to become a a long-term mentor. Uh, That entails taking 10 hours of training uh, online and being part of a one-month cohort um, coming up very soon. Uh, That one-month cohort um, entails... Um, meeting with our program manager, Misty Felton, our program coordinator, um, uh, Shruti Gupta, and uh, just meeting, checking in on a weekly basis for about an hour and a half, and then going through this video curriculum. And so super exciting that we've been able to put it all, digitize all of it. And we want to welcome you to reach out. If you're interested in getting involved in that, reach out to Felicia to start the onboarding process. And her email address is F-E-L-I-C-I-A at loveneverfailsus.com. We're super grateful um, to be able to partner with you as you consider supporting one of our ITBIS students or one of the people in our houses. Um, Also want to invite you out to our community engagement center where we are receiving secondhand and gently used and or new items, clothing items for women and men. We have a new, we have a closet there and it's all under the leadership of Sandy Carpio. And you can reach up out to Sandy. Uh, that's S A N D Y at love number com to donate those items. Um, usually between 12 and 5 PM Monday through Friday at our community engagement center, which is two, two, five, eight, zero grand street in Hayward, California 94541. Uh, We also have a computer lab there, free Wi-Fi access. uh, And um, we have the the closet is for men. There's a closet for women. And there is uh, also toiletries and things of that nature. So if you are in need of resources, also, if you're a a Department of Rehabilitation, um, you know, somebody who has disabilities and you want some help in getting a job, you can reach out to Charlene and that's C-H-A-R-L-E-N-E at com. Again, you can stop by the CEC in Hayward and meet with Charlene in person. And lastly, if you are interested in our IT biz classes, you can reach out to Davina 
and in, start enrolling in some of our online self-study classes today and or get ready to um, jump into our next cohort. We have actually, that'll be in February of 2023, but we're thinking about starting a quarterly cohort um, in the latter part of this year. So reach out to Davina, that's D-A-V-I-N-A at loveneverfailsus.com or sign up for the self-study classes at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash biz. And then lastly, if you are or you or anyone you know are in need of housing and you would like to, uh, you know, you would like to uh, sign up today um, or actually receive an intake is really the way we do it. We do a phone intake. You can reach out to to us at 844-249-2698 or you can email Ilani and that's E-L-A. And I at loveneverfailsus.com. Reach out to Ilani for also brochures. If you want to present this content to any of your network about any of these houses that we have, we have individual brochures. We'd be happy to email those to you. And um, yeah, so that kind of describes all the various ways that you can connect with us. You can leverage our resources. And of course, um, if you're somebody who's in need of prayer, please reach out to prayer at loveneverfailsus.com. We're always wanting to pray and lift up anybody who's in trouble, anybody who needs care, anyone needs a supportive word. And so, yeah, hopefully you um, have gotten the little nugget from this time together. Again, thank you so much, Lynette and Ilani. And um, of course, we always end our show reminding you of a few very important things. If you need to hear it again or if you have never heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.